could shine between the lines if you would let yourself go find some place you know you can use your words use your hands you can change the world you just pretend express yourself take a chance and you'll see who you'll be it's time to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. When the days get longer, the times get tougher, and life in general becomes more stressful... Finding little ways to amuse yourself is the key to being a happy you. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Hannah Hundle and today the theme for our show is the gift of amusement. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of Be The Star You Are charity. Each week we bring you a stimulating, mind-bending, motivating program based on a chapter from our award-winning book, Be The Star You Are For Teens, Simple Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, Learning, and Leading. With this week's theme, The Gift of Amusement, we are going to examine how you can let go of intensity and stress and recognize life as a journey full of fun. Now to get some insight on the topic, we are thrilled to welcome a very talented group of ladies onto the show, the beautiful ladies of Lucy Angel. Ten years ago, a mother and daughter trio left Arizona to pursue their dream of forming a country rock band. After playing at many venues, recording their debut album, and opening for many of the greats, Mother Kate and daughters Lindsay and Emily Anderton have been building their fan base worldwide. And Lucy Angel was honored as the first Western American act ever to sing at the Great Hall of the People in Beijing, China. This group has been featured on Billboard.com, U.S. Weekly, Fox News, Yahoo News, Hallmark Channel's Home and Family, and numerous other outlets. Lucy Angel is celebrating the release of their debut self-titled album alongside their AXS TV docuseries, Discovering Lucy Angel, the lead-off cra- single Crazy 2, has been heard on Sirius XM. The highway reached the top 20s on Sirius XM's Hot 45 countdown chart. The trio's tight harmonies and unforgettable brand is piloting them to the top. We can't wait to talk to these very talented and terrific ladies. So without further ado, let's bring them on the program. Hi, Lucy Angel. Thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for having us. <laughs> we are honored and thrilled, and let's get right to it. First things first. There's Kate, there's Lindsay, and there's Emily. Where did Lucy Angel come from? Well, uh, the name Lucy Angel actually comes from a World War II bomber. Um, Mm. My dad, this is Kate talking, my dad fought in World War II, so it is a nod to our military history, and um, it's special to us. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. I love how you incorporated that. So what's it like being in a trio with your family? You know, all girls, you know, obviously girls create crazy memories and drama and all of that. So how, what's it like? Like, what's the fun and the, and the crazy times and all of that? 
Well, this is Lindsay talking, and I just want to say, first of all, that you girls are awesome, and you have done your homework, and you really know what you're, I mean, what you're talking about. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, being on the road with your family is, I think it's really awesome. I mean, obviously, there's days that, you know, it's usually just one person that may be having Mm -hmm. a little bit of a meltdown. Yeah. Uh, So the other two are usually there to, like, there's you know, pick it all numbers. up. And, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but we actually, we've been here for 10 years, or actually 12 years. And um, so there was a time when we were on the road, literally, I think we did not leave the excursion for like a year. A year. A year. We were doing radio tour and we were just, you know, hitting it hard, trying to share our music. And that was the year I feel like that we got everything out on the table. Because <laughs> we're like, wow. Car. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um. I mean, I, I really, uh, these ladies are really my best friends and I, it's so, it's really awesome that we don't have to separate or choose between family and business. Cause we just, you yeah. know, two. And so it's, we have a lot of fun. I mean, yes. we laugh so hard. I laugh more with these ladies than, I mean, yes. I do with anyone. <laughs> heard us just before. That's what family's all about. You know, it's your support system and especially girls. We're here to support each other. So that's definitely amazing. That's yeah, very, very cool. Yes. That sounds so fun. And did you all just wake up one morning and decide that you were going to reinvent yourself in a fun and thrilling way? Or was this a dream that you've had for a long time and you're finally living it? Hmm. Well, you know, we... We did grow up singing. This is Emily talking. And our mom grew up singing as a kid. Excuse me. And then she and my dad met in college, actually, in a singing group as well. So it just sort of was meant to be that we're here in Nashville and singing music. But um, it, yeah, Nashville definitely feels like where we need to be. And sorry, I'm having a... And I feel like since we've been here for 12 years, we've definitely evolved from when we first got here. I mean, we went through a process where we were just like, you know, uh, delving into songwriting and just and actually just going out and listening to other songwriters. And um, that's one of the things I appreciate in artists that I like is that they they keep reinventing themselves and they keep it fresh and they keep keep doing, you know, what they, they're just not making the same record over and over and over and over. So I, I, yeah, it has been a very cool thing to experience Lucy Angel evolving over the past. Yeah. I mean, when we came to town, we were a duo actually. It was just my, this is Lindsay talking. It was just my mom and I. So that was a big evolution when Emily joined the trip to band. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. I mean, interesting. Yeah, this is Kate, just a little, I mean, I remember as a little girl wanting to be a singer and a mom. <laughs> those those were my two big dreams, and um, weirdly enough, they worked together, so. <laughs> I, lo- I just, it sounds like singing and being musical just runs in the family, does it? You know, um, it does. My dad sang with the San Francisco Opera. And that was before he became a full-time military uh, mm-hmm. man. But um, so music has always been a part of my family. And <clears throat> I mean, we 
grew up listening to records and musicals and opera. And so, I mean, I just don't remember a time in my life where music was not a center. <laughs> yeah. A center, yeah. Uh, and then mom, point. mom definitely carried that into our childhood where, I mean, I, the same, I had the same experience growing up as I did not know. I thought that's what she just did. I thought, you just sing just because she always sang in a band or in a play or something. And she just, music was, you know, big part. She actually, she actually won the Wrangler country showdown for the state of Utah. Oh, wow. She won. I know she won a trip to Nashville and she got to sing at the Grand Ole Opry and meet Reba. I had a van that I won that was a Wrangler van with a big yellow stripe around it. <clears throat> that said hot rod. And, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it was really made to haul your band gear around, but I hauled all my kids in the back, but in days before car seats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Thought it was the bomb. That's awesome. That is so cool. That's your story is just so amazing how your family, your mother, daughters, and your all girls, and you're there with each other going through this all together. So how long has uh, um, this been going on? You know, did you uh, start this um, as a family thing? Like, did you all want to, like, individually sing as a career, or was it you knew you wanted to do it as a family kind of thing? Well, that's an interesting question. Growing up, this is Lindsay talking, um, I'm the oldest and I, I did always want to sing. Um, I, I guess I thought I wanted to sing by myself, <laughs> but, but I sang in trios with my mom when I was 12 and yeah, a lot of Andrew sisters things. And then we, you know, decided we want to do the du- the duo thing. I mean, the Judds were, um, you know, leaving the scene. And so we were like, well, I mean, not leaving the scene, they'll always be in the scene, but you know, they, they, they were a big inspiration and we were like, wow, that's a mother daughter team and they're great and they're doing this and people are actually loving it. So that's really cool. Um, so we moved to Nashville as a duo and Emily moved with us, but I think, um, yeah, caught the bug and it took her a, a little while, I think to actually admit that she wanted to sing with us. <laughs> well, I think we've all caught the bug because you have a fantastic new song out called Crazy 2. And let me tell you, I was checking out that music video and that seems pretty awesome to shoot. And I want to let everyone listen to the song. It's so great. And so let's hit the tune. I know why she's crazy, why she's drinking all the time. Looking more like 40 when she's only 29. She's lost a couple of screws Yeah, I know why she's crazy Cause baby, you done made me crazy too Do the- 
crazy too Wow, that is so cool. Oh my goodness, I love it. <laughs> I love it. How fun was that music video to shoot? It was. It was so much fun. We were um we actually were filming an episode of our TV show the same day we were filming the lyric video. Mm. So it's episode 11 which just aired this past Tuesday on Access TV. Um, we're downtown Franklin filming this lyric video and it was just, you know, a gorgeous day. My brother had just gotten this adorable truck. He would hate that you just called him adorable. I know, though. But it's the coolest. <laughs> sorry, it's, it's cool. really cool. It's cool, but it was cute. I'm sorry. It is cute. <laughs> that is That's so awesome. fun. Well, way. it was awesome. <laughs> it just, it absolutely fit the video and... We just, had a, we just had a blast and we're really, you know, happy with how the, yeah. the video came out. We've had a blast talking to you guys and I thank you so much for coming on the show today. You are passionate and you deserve the best of everything and we will keep on rooting for you. So everyone be sure to check out Lucy Angel's self-titled album, which is available exclusively at Walmarts and Targets nationwide, along with all online digital retailers. For more information, make sure to visit LucyAngel.com and connect with them on Twitter at LucyAngelBand, on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. In addition, please visit our radio site at ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com to look at photos, descriptions, links, and more. I'm Hannah Hundle. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. On April 25th, there, we, there will be a book blowout bash at 5A Rent-A-Space in Moraga. Mark your calendars and visit events at vtsya.org. Stick around for our next segment as we continue our conversation on amusement.
Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. You are listening to Express Yourself. On the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. I'm Hannah Hundel, and today our show is all about the gift of amusement. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. As you know, we here at Express Yourself absolutely love to read, and we are so excited that we get to welcome a rocking writer to the program today, who's going to share with us how amusing reading really can be. Mindy Arnett is the author of two young adult series, the Arkwell Academy series, a contemporary fantasy from Tortine Macmillan, and Avalon, a sci-fi thriller from Balzer and Bray, HarperCollins. She has a Master of Arts in English Literature with an emphasis in creative writing. In The Nightmare Affair, which is book one of the Arkwell Academy series, 16-year-old Dusty Everhart breaks into houses late at night, but not because she's a criminal. No, she's a nightmare. Literally. Being the only nightmare at Arkwell Academy, a boarding school for magic kind, and living in the shadow of her mother's infamy is hard enough. But when Dusty sneaks into Eli Booker's house, things get a whole lot more complicated. He's hot, which means sitting on his chest and invading his dreams couldn't get much more embarrassing. But it does. Eli is dreaming of a murder. The setting is Arkwell. And then his dream comes true. Now, Dusty has to follow the clues, both within Eli's dreams and out of them, to stop the killer before more people turn up dead, and before the killer learns what she's up to and marks her as the next target. How interesting. Mindy Arnett lives on a horse farm in Ohio with her husband, two kids, a couple of dogs, and an inappropriate number of cats. She's addicted to jumping horses and telling tales of magic, the macrobay, and outer space. She has far more dreams than nightmares. She began to enjoy reading at a very young age and developed a dream of being an author. We are so excited to talk with her. Hello, Mindy. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks. I'm so glad to be here. So with your novels and, uh, you know, with Avalon and the Arkwell Academy series, uh, one of them is fantasy. Uh, They're both fantasy and they're both sci-fi. So why both of them? 
Um, well, actually, uh, the Nightmare Affair is is strictly fantasy, and Avalon mm-hmm. is very much um, sci-fi. Um, as far as both of them, you know, that's just kind of how my imagination works. It's what holds my attention is anything that's outside of the ordinary, uh, the mundane. You know, when I write and when I, especially when I read, I want to go somewhere else, someplace where, you know, anything is possible. Um, so that's why I'm drawn to writing both genres. Uh, anything that, that takes place that's, that you wouldn't see any day, I'm going to write about it. Wow. Very uh-huh. cool. And why are you drawn to writing for young adults? Is it because that outlet perhaps allows you to be a little bit more creative and talk about wild, crazy things like you do in the Arkwell Academy and Avalon, you know, these fantastic science fiction thrillers? Does the young adult niche really help you convey that? It does. And actually, um, you know, I, I do write some adult. Um, I like to write for adults as well. But for me, the story is kind of boss. Uh, and my stories, these stories in particular, happen to be teen focused. And with a nightmare affair, you know, it's kind of it could if it were an adult book, it could be very sordid. I mean, you have this creature that's breaking into houses at night and sitting on your chest when you're sleeping. You know, it could have really gone in a very different way. And when I started writing it, you know, I wanted the story to be more fun and more innocent and more playful. And so I actually um, originally had the narrator about she was in her early twenties. I decided, you know, that just didn't work for me. So I brought her down a little bit younger. And as soon as I did that, it kind of came together and it, it became the story that I wanted to tell. So so really, for me, it just happened to work for these stories. I, I love being an adult myself, love to read it. Um, I couldn't be happier with making that decision. That's really interesting. And your characters sound very unique and detailed. Where did you get your inf- uh, inspiration on who your characters are as a person? Um, you know, I draw a lot, obviously with any writer, um, you draw on yourself, you know, the things that, mm-hmm. you know, it usually if it's a, a heroine, you know, it's, uh, it, I put them in a situation and I say, if I were the very best of who I could be, what would I do? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I mean, cause honest, let's be honest, you know, in some of these situations I would be a chicken. I'd probably run away screaming, <laughs> you know, I would call my mom and say, I'm afraid, you know, so I get to, you know, my heroines like to give them attributes that, I wish I had. Um, and then of course for my bad guys, the opposite, you know, what, what, what would they do that I absolutely would not do in this situation? Um, and then of course you draw on real life, you draw on people that, you know, you know, you draw on personality traits you've seen and people you're friends with people you grew up with people, um, you see on TV and TV shows. I mean, just pretty much anywhere. It's fair game for me for characters. Yeah. Yeah. And because you write, primarily for young adults, do you ever draw inspiration from your children? Do they ever come to you with different ideas or do you go to them to check out the latest page that you've written? Does that ever turn out? No, because they're really young. They're, oh. they're only five and seven. Um, so no, my stuff's a little off, off limits for them. It's a little too grown up yeah. for them. But, but mm. you know, I anticipate that that's going to happen to me in a couple of years, actually. So, Do you get, like, suggestions from your friends or your family members? Like, do they ask you if that you could possibly you know put them in one of your books or anything like that you know I have never I've, I've had a couple of readers um uh, teenagers actually online ask me to maybe use their name but I've never had anybody ask me to put them into a book probably because they would most likely get killed off <laughs> uh, you know they're murder mysteries they could end up being the victim um yeah but no I you know that's a very interesting question I have I have not had that actually how wow. interesting Wow, very cool. And when you're writing, when you sit down at your computer, what is the process like for you? Because 
if there's one thing I learned, it's that every writer has a different way that they get that story out of them. Um, you know, for me, I like to do a warm up if I can. And usually that warm up involves reading. Um, if I'm just starting a book, I will read uh, a book that's not mine. I'll read whatever it is I'm reading currently at that time. Um, I'll spend maybe 15, 20 minutes uh, immersing myself in a story. When I'm a little bit further on in the first draft, I always reread what I've written prior to that point. Um, you know, depending if it's really far, I, I only do about a chapter beforehand. And that kind of just kind of gets me in the groove. It warms me up and gets me back into the story. Mm. That's a good way to warm up for your writing because I know I'd have to read or something like that so I don't get writer's block. Um, but you have your uh, Arkwell series, which has cut more than one book. And then you have your Avalon uh, novel. Are you working on another book for the series or Avalon, or are you working on something different? Um, actually, the sequel to Avalon um, is called Polaris. It came out January right. uh, January 19th, I think, of this year. Um, so that, that series is a duology. The series has concluded with Polaris. Um, the Nightmare Affair, um, the first sequel came out last year, The Nightmare Dilemma. Uh, and then the conclusion to that series comes out August 4th of this year, uh, The Nightmare Charade. So, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Wow. You got a lot going for you right now. And yeah, very cool. We're, we're so happy for you. And with all the writing that you're doing, I'm sure you still find time to read as well. Because I know one thing that my English teacher has always told me, it's that if you want to be a good writer, you have to be a good reader. Right. Correct. So what, what are some fun books that you're reading right now? Um, I just finished a really awesome book. It's actually written by a friend of mine. Her name is Melissa Landers. It's called Alienated. Um, it is a young adult sci-fi romance, actually, and it's about um, an alien exchange student comes to the United States um, and lives with them, and there's a romance between him and the valedictorian, valedictorian of this high school. Um, it was it was a blast. It was completely hysterical. The main character was very, um, very sassy, the kind of character I really like. So I enjoyed that one. <laughs> Uh, I'm absolutely obsessed with the Raven Boy series by Maggie Stiefvater. Um, the fourth book in that series isn't out yet. It comes out, I think, in October. Um, but I love that one. I loved um, Daughter of Smoke and Bone trilogy by Le- uh, excuse me by Lainey Taylor is another one that I'm completely obsessed with. Um, and also, I loved the Shadow and Bone series by um, Lee Bardugo. Yeah, yeah. Very good choices. Well, thank you very, very much, Mindy, for this conversation. You are talented, terrific, and very cool. And we love all the insight that you've shared. So stick around because we can't wait to hear more from you. And during the break, everyone, be sure to connect with Mindy on Twitter at Mindy Arnett. And you can check out our website, www.mindyarnett.com, where you can order the Avalon and the Arkwell Academy series. They are riveting reads. I'm Hannah Hundle. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Remember to visit our events page on our site at btsya.org to keep the date for the April 25th book blowout bash. Also, please please visit our radio website at expressyourselfteenradio.com. We'll be back in the next segment as we continue our conversation with Mindy. become a teenager and are ready to move on to the next phase of your years. The squeals and screams are replaced by slightly less squeals and screams, and you're expected to act a little more grown up. 
Tune in to Life at 14 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences, and because of this, they have the know-how to get you ready for what's next. Life at 14, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. It's Kids and Cars. If you could get behind the wheel of your favorite hot car, where would you take it? Join your hosts, who are both car enthusiasts, as they take you inside, on the road, and past the pits with your favorite concept cars. This is your chance to burn rubber and leave the others behind in the dust. Tune in to Kids and Cars, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. If you missed the show, you might as well be stuck in the garage. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Real kids, real talk radio. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thank you for staying with with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Hannah Hundle, and today's hot topic is the gift of amusement. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. We are back with the very amazing Mindy Arnett, the author of two young adult series, the Arkwell Academy series, a contemporary fantasy in Avalon, a sci-fi thriller. Mindy loves horseback riding, reading, and has a Master of Arts degree in English Literature with an emphasis in creative writing. She loves telling tales of magic, macabre, and outer space. In Avalon, of the various star systems that make up the Confederation, most lie thousands of light years from First Earth and out here, where no one is free. The agencies that govern the Confederation are as corrupt as the crime bosses who patrol it and power is held by anyone with enough greed and ruthlessness to claim it. That power is derived from one thing, metatech, the devices that allow people to travel great distances faster than the speed of light. Jeff Seagrave and his crew of teenage mercenaries have survived in this world by stealing unsecured metatech, and they're good at it. Jeff doesn't care about the politics or the law. All he cares about is earning enough money to buy back his parents' ship, Avalon, from his crime boss employer and getting himself and his sister, Lizzie, the heck out of Dodge. But when Jack finds himself in possession of information that both the crime bosses and the government are willing to kill for, he is going to have to ask himself how far he'll go to get the freedom he's wanted for so long. Wow, very cool. As you can imagine, we are beyond excited to welcome back Mindy, who we have who we are having a blast talking to. Hi again, Mindy. Thank you for staying with us. Hi, thank you. So you do you ever incorporate any of your life experiences into your novels, like anything that you've experienced, you know, in the past or any problems that you've had, but you've uh, been able to get through them? Have you incorporated that to any of your characters? I certainly, oh, for sure, definitely. You know, I, I write for teenagers, so I definitely draw on my own experience. Uh, of what it was like to be a teen. Uh, so I do that a lot. I also draw a lot from uh, the things I do. So in Avalon, which of course is, is set in space and aboard a spaceship, uh, one of my very first jobs out of college was working as a technical writer for the Air Force. 
Um, and this involved actually visiting airplanes and getting inside them and, you know, looking at how they were put together and writing tech manuals for it. So a lot of that very physical experience um, in these, these ships that your average person would never get to see unless you're, you know, in the military kind of provided a lot of inspiration for the more um, visceral details in Avalon. Mm. Wow. Wow. And, and it's definitely been a journey for you, I can tell, becoming a published author. And a lot of people out there, particularly young kids, have an aspiration to get into the writing field, but it, it's sort of ensconced in unknowns. You know, we hear about our favorite authors, published authors, but we don't really know how to get that process going. So would you give any advice to a kid listening to the program right now who wants to get involved in writing? Um, yeah, sure. So, so, you know, writing itself, you know, you, you can do it now. There's nothing, there's no reason not to start now. Um, you know, it, it's a lot of practice. It's a lot of trial and error. It's a lot of, um, just kind of figuring out your voice and the stories that you want to tell and what works for you. So when, once you have gotten started in that and you start looking at publishing, um, the best thing, the first thing you want to do is educate yourself about the business. So, you know, writing is definitely, um, it's an entertainment business. So, you know, you have what we call agents and the agents are just like a sports agent will represent you and your work. Uh, and their job is to take what you've written and then try and sell it to your publishers. Um, so you can research agents online. Um, my agency ha is New Leaf Literary Incorporated. Um, they're a pretty significant um, literary agency. Uh, you can go to their website. They have information about what kind of projects they're looking for, um, projects that they've sold. You probably have heard of some of them, like, oh, I don't know, Divergent. Um, <laughs> yeah, so so you can go and you, you need – so it's, it's basically on the writer to go and do all that footwork and kind of figure stuff out. Um, for me, when I went to, to find my agent, I did a lot of research online. Um, and the cool thing about writers and about the publishing business is that um, most of them are online. So you can follow agents on places like Twitter. Um, you can also do it on Tumblr. They're on Instagram. Uh, and they will just parcel out free information about how this business works, what they're looking for, what they're excited about, what doesn't work. So they're just kind of this this absolutely free, wonderful resource. And all I got to do is plug in. And, you know, the cool thing about, you know, places like Twitter is that you can stalk somebody and it's totally legitimate <laughs> and nobody cares that you're doing it. Right. right. So, so that's what I did. I stalked my agent. Um, I, I stalked, you know, editors and I stalked writers that, you know, that I admired and I just listened in on their conversations and kind of gleaned what I could from that. Um, so that's my biggest advice is just go online, figure out what's out there, really pay attention, pay attention to what's getting published right now. Uh, you know, don't, don't worry about books that were written five years ago. Those are, those are so over the hill, you know, focus on what's coming out next month and kind of really get on that. Um, you know, it's kind of like movies that are premiering, you know, you really want to go see what's the new hot thing now. And that's kind right. of my advice for young right. writers. Pay attention and dive right in. And right. do you think that the writing landscape is changing as we move into the digital age? Uh, for sh for sure, it definitely is. Uh, writers keep getting younger and younger. Uh, is one thing I have noticed. Uh, everybody's got a computer. You know, everyone is more tech savvy. You can kind of get your stuff out there a little bit easier. Um, so it is changing. You know, I'm pretty new to it myself, so I can't really tell you what it was like. Um, you know, ten years ago, but I can tell you that when I first started looking for agents, uh, everything was done on paper. We still mailed. You know literally in envelopes back then um, when I started. And then during that, that it was about a five-year period, we moved from, you know, mailing envelopes to, you know, emailing and that kind of stuff. So mm. Interesting. Has, you know, 
with all the things that you have to do to become a published author and, you know, going through all those steps, um, learning from mistakes and um, going through a victory, what were the ups and downs of your journey of being a published author? Um, you know, writing is hard. Uh, writing is wonderful. It's very fulfilling, but it, but the business of writing can be very hard. Um, anybody that wants to do this needs to prepare themselves now for a lot of rejection. This is not like trying out for the football team where you just get cut. This is like trying out for the football team every, you know, two weeks and being rejected and rejected and rejected until finally you you make it. Um, so that, that is a hard thing to deal with. Um, you know, especially when you're young and everything has been good and you've succeeded and, you know, you, you've gotten the A's and you, you know, you've done all these good things and all of a sudden you just run into this wall and you're like, I don't really know how to get over this wall. And so you just keep yeah. coming at the wall until you get through. Um, so that, that's one of the, the hardest parts to deal with, uh, emotionally. And you know, that rejection doesn't end even once you, you've broken through. Mm. So, you know, you've got your agent and then you have to, then your agent has to try and sell it to an editor. Well, you know, there are lots of people that never make it past that point. You know, they, they, they've got a good story, but you know, it's not the right story for the right time. And so they get more rejections, you know, on that side of it. And then you have writers that have published, you know, a couple of books and then they write a new book and then that book gets rejected. So, you know, it's a constant battle to kind of stay on top and you just really have to deal with, you know, you have to, you have to remember that the joy and the pleasure is the story itself, not necessarily what happens once you've written it, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. You really have to love what you're doing and have a passion for your craft. And we can tell you definitely have that. So what's your favorite part to actually write in a story? Do you love writing the ending, the action, action, the foreshadowing moments? What really energizes you? Uh, I love it all, but I, I, I adore endings. Endings are my absolute favorite. Um, and it's kind of like gymnastics, you know, I really, I can stick that ending, you know? <laughs> so yeah, so endings are my favorite part, but I love every part of the process. If I didn't, I probably would have quit a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take you to become a published author? Like what was, how long was the process of getting your books out there into the hands of the public? So I started writing in the sixth grade. I wrote my first short story um, in the sixth grade. I didn't publish, and I wrote short stories all through uh, grade school, middle school, and high school. Um, I sold my first short story um, my, about my fourth year in college, I believe, uh, and then I didn't even start trying to write novels until I was in grad school. Um, so mm. at that point, I wrote, I wrote the first novel. It was terrible. Um, I wrote the second novel. It was a little bit better, but still terrible. And then I moved on to the third. And, yeah, it was a little better, but still, you know, not there. And then the fourth. And then finally, the fifth was The Nightmare Affair. Um, that was okay. about a seven-year period from when I – no, not even that long. I started in about 2005. And then I published it. The, I sold my first book in 2011, I think. And then the books actually hit shelves in 2013. Oh, interesting. Very cool. So, wow. When you sell a book, it takes about 18 months before it'll show up on shelves. Wow. Oh, wow. You know, with all the rejection you face, I can imagine it takes a lot of tenacity to plow through that. But thank you very much for sharing all the insight today and for this great discussion. And you provided a lot of inspiration for all the young authors watching this and listening to the show right now to get out there and follow their dreams. So keep up the great work and we will keep on rooting for you, Mindy. Thank you. During the break, everyone be sure to connect with Mindy on Twitter at Mindy Arnett and you can check out our website, MindyArnett.com to learn more about both Avalon and the Arkwell Academy series. Check them out. I'm Hannah Hundle.
And I'm Asia Gonzalez. On April 25th, Book Blowout Bash is a great date to save. Check out the events page on btsya.org for this awesome get-together. Again, thanks to our sponsor, Brooks Olbrys and Children's Success Unlimited for making this possible. Also, please, please visit our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for Be the Star You Are, 501c3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. Stay with us here for our next segment as we continue our conversation. Tune in to Dinosaur Detectives with Little Miss Dinosaur, Anna Dubois. We'll not only learn about dinosaurs, but also about fossils, ancient civilizations, and ask questions from paleontologists. You'll learn about science in general with an emphasis on paleontology and dinosaurs. Anna hopes that this show will start or increase your awareness and interest in the field of science. Dinosaur Detectives can be heard every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Hannah Hundle, and our program is Express Yourself. Today, the theme for our show is the gift of amusement. And I'm Asia Gonzalez. We all have our favorite ways of incorporating some fun and diversion in our lives, and our next guest has got that down to an art form. At 10 years old, Sam Casey is the youngest person to be a reporter for Express Yourself. He loves cats, rats, and jumping jacks. He lives in the San Francisco Bay Area with his dad, grandparents, and three brothers. Sam is passionate about acting and gaming. His segment is called Game Boys because he has always joined in gaming with his cousin Eddie. It's amusement time here on Express Yourself, so let's welcome the playful cousins, Sam and Eddie Casey. Hi guys, how are you? Hi, we're doing good. Hello, it's nice to meet you all again. Yes, yes, very nice. We're so happy to have you back on the show. And Sam, we've had you on the show talking about video games a couple of times now. What else do you do for fun? Well, I I like to go fishing. I have a my uncle owns a cabin in Maine, oh, and I cool. like going there. That's awesome. Fishing is so fun. It's it's not so fun when you don't catch something, but it's still fun. <laughs> yeah, you have your hopes up, and then you end up not getting something. But when you do get something, it's it's like you won a trophy. It's awesome. Yeah. So. What do you do uh, besides gaming? You know, I heard you like to draw. Do you do you draw certain things? Uh, I mostly just draw um, characters from video games, characters for video games, and just basically random doodles. That's yeah. cool. What That's are your favorite cool. characters to draw? Are some harder than others to draw? Yeah, some are harder than others, um, but I mostly just like to draw Pokemon. <laughs> do you give them away to people your drawings or do you keep them for yourself uh if someone asks me to um make them a drawing i will give it to them but mo- if i just want to draw them for fun i'll keep them that's cool so you were talking about how your uncle had a cabin in maine and how long does it usually take to get there so 
is it a long time or is it super short? It takes like six hours. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I know how that feels. I used to drive from Arizona to California and that was a long trip. Mm-hmm. And I usually brought like a backpack of things to do, like books, reading, um, you know, maybe my iPod to listen to music or play video games on what do you do? Uh, what do you enjoy doing while far away from home or on vacation? Um, I enjoy playing like a little um, video game things um i enjoy playing my ipad and Mm -hmm. i just uh enjoy reading what's it like being down there in the cabin you know what do you guys do what do you enjoy doing we go fishing we swim um we we have barbecues we have a campfire late at night and um, yeah oh wow very cool eddie what do you like to do at your dad's cabin um I'm a fair bit older than most of the other people at the cabin when we go, but generally I um, hang out with the with the younger children and I uh, I supervise their games sometimes, and sometimes we'll take the boat out into the lake and we will uh, just kind of buzz around there for a few hours and that that gets pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, it's so great going on vacations with family, especially I think. Family and friends, it makes it so much better because, you know, sometimes I've gone on some trips alone, whether it be for a school club or some sort of Mm -hmm. event. And just when you have your family and your friends there, it makes everything way more interesting because you make a lot of cool memories together. So do you, Sam and Eddie, do you guys make a lot of memories there at that lake? Is that kind of like a staple of your family vacations? Well, I've only been there a couple of times, but it is pretty fun to go there. And I'd kind of say it's a staple. Yes, the the cabin was only recently purchased, so we haven't been there too many times. Oh, cool. That's so really cool. Are like, you remodeling it or anything, or is it in tip-top shape? Um, some slight maintenance uh, issues mm-hmm. were handled, but now it's in very good shape. That's really cool. Are there other things that you guys do as a family besides the cabin in Maine? Like, do you have any other really cool traditions that you guys do? No. Uh, um, generally at family events, we go over to someone's house and mm-hmm. we all meet together, a lot of family and yeah. we usually have a very good time. Yeah. That's the best. That is the best. We have a, I have a huge family too. So we're all getting together and it's usually a very, very loud event. <laughs> very cool. That is so great. So what do you guys usually, um, do you know, together besides video games, do you guys go out to like the park or anything like that? Um, we don't do terribly much. Um, we like the game a lot. And when we're not doing that, you know, sometimes we'll go see a movie or mm-hmm. like I mentioned before, the family events, there were a lot of those. They're pretty much every other week. Yeah. So we see each <laughs> other pretty often. That's really cool. Well, thank you so much, Sam, for, and Eddie, for sharing all of this information. Playing video games and being with your family is an amusing way to unwind after an intense and action-packed day. As always, all good things must come to an end, and this show gives us an in-depth look at how to inject a little more amusement in our lives via the things we love. Make sure to visit btsya.org and go to the events page to mark your calendars for the April 25th Blowout Bash. And thanks to our Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be the Star You Are, and Perry Damone's Kid Star for producing this show where we empower kids. 
Thanks to our Voice America Kids crew, especially Bruce Solstein. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world. And thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm Hannah Hundle. Until next week, remember, be kind, be open to amusement, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself. Produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself go. My name is Lindsay Marie from Bookworm. Now from the... Now from the Kickstarter of the month, here is the Wisp Pops and their song, Sea Turtle.
kind of hurry to return to our birthplaces and make it back eventually. Pops from the Kidstar album of the month. 